When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, after years of planning, sweating, and going broke, here is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. And it left the media. Why they would give this man a podcast is anyone's guess. And there is what could only be a bizarre coincidence or something else. Welcome to the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Trapped, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. Country music and fine moonshine. You look like the vermin-ridden son of a bitch you are. A podcast for every Everyone in the good old USA and all around the world. Quality booze and country music at its best. So you're saying you set my country music award on fire? The music, nice and loud. What we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Put it up to a eleven, exactly. You can email the show at bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. That's boots and whiskey podcast at gmail.com. Mr. Swimming with bow-legged women. All social media can be found at Boots and Whiskey Podcast. The show is great, even if you're sober. Well, my advice to you. Start drinking heavily. Jim loves his music and his whiskey. A real woman could stop you from drinking. It has to be a real big woman. This is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Great music, great booze, and fun, even for you non-drinkers. Y'all want to drink whiskey? <laughs> I'd like a Coca-Cola in a clean glass. Finally, a podcast that lets it all hang out. Let's level with America. Got your boots? Ready for some whiskey? These boots are made for walking. One of these days these boots are gonna walk all over you. And now, the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Boots and Whiskey Podcast. A new kind of thing we've been doing, it seems like lately. We're giving you multiple episodes a week. Um, this is kind of a special episode for us. Um, we have Thomas Gleason, the third, the CEO of Dixon boots here with us today. Um, I gotta say our conversation is a blast. You find out so much about Dixon and the other things he's into. It's just, it's very fascinating. There's a lot of things about the boot world. I had no idea about um, I've only ever worn them, right? So I've never been a cobbler or a boot maker or, you know, any of those things. So I had no idea what it goes into, you know, this whole process and how it all works. So that was super cool to hear. I can't wait for you to hear all about it. Um, like I said, second episode this week. This is episode 150 of the Boots and Whiskey podcast. So that's a huge milestone for us. Thank you, Thomas, for sharing it with us. Um, we are going to give a little of our own review of Dixon Boots at the end of the episode, so stick around for that. Um, can't wait to tell you what I think about my pair of Dixons. Um, and and uh, if you have Dixons, please you know let us let us know. And if you don't have Dixons, go onto their website, order a pair, 
just just trust me. Um, if you haven't checked it out already, go check out our episode with Eric Nelson, who was Ennis on 1883. Um, you can find that episode also wherever you're listening to this one. Um, but listen to that one after this one. Listen to this one first, then go back. You know, don't stop this one. Just keep listening. Um, so again, thank you so much for Thomas for for coming on and in all of the hospitality he has shown us over the last few months has been has not been lost on us. So thank you for that. Um, next week we are back on Tuesday for our regular episode. We probably only do one next week. Um, I think I think we only have one slated for next week unless something something major comes up next week. We also will be next weekend. We will also be broadcasting live from Gillette Stadium on Saturday for sure for Luke Combs. Um, so so kind of stick around for that as well. Um, if you haven't already, follow us on social media through everything: um, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Threads. Um, we are everywhere. So thank you for the follows and the likes and the comments. Go ahead and subscribe and share this episode and other episodes. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. It helps us out immensely. Um, so really without further ado, I want to, uh, I want to send it on over to our conversation with Thomas Gleason, the third enjoy. We want to give a big shout out to our friends over at Off the Rails here in Worcester, Massachusetts at 90 Commercial Street, Worcester. They have the best food, the best music around. You will not go wrong. Go to their website, offtherailsworcester.com. You can see their lineup of shows. You can see their menu. You can see the local talent they have. Absolute fantastic people. We love being a part of the Off the Rails family, and we love having them being part of our family. Thank you so much to Off the Rails. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Hey, Thomas. Hello. How are you, sir? Doing well, thanks. Can you hear me just fine? I can, he- I can hear you great. Can you hear me all right? Perfect. Perfect, man. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. This is a, this is a first for us. We've never had anybody in the, oh, how do I say it? Clothing, boot, Western wear, ever on the Welcome, and thank you for being the first. Hey, I appreciate that. I, I'm, I'm glad to be here, and... Uh happy that you guys wanted me to come on and sorry it took a little bit of time to get this thing worked out but uh, uh with a, a podcast named boots and whiskey i'm glad to be the first person to talk about boots yeah me too yeah you know schedules is tough man you know like we're all busy i get it you know it's you know I, i'm sure you're not just sitting around waiting for the boots and whiskey podcast to call to be like are you ready thomas to come on the show now <laughs> Today, today I am. <laughs> today you are perfect. Well, like I, you know, like I said to you through email and via text, like this show is, this is all about you. I want to hear your story. I want to hear the story of Dixon Boots and how how you've become who you are and who you are and why you are and you know all the all the fun little things that you know the regular everyday person may not know who you are or what you're doing or what Dixon Boots maybe even is. Right. Um, so it, if I could start off with a little bit of personal information, that's kind of, it, it definitely brings me to where we are with the boot business today. Um, I'm a fifth generation Texan and, you know, basically cowboy boots are part of your wardrobe, if not uh, the only thing in your wardrobe. <laughs> that's, that's definitely the case for me this, these days. But as a kid growing up, you know, your parents put you in cowboy boots and jeans and 
head to the family ranch and fish and hunt and all that stuff. And, um, you know, so as a kid, I just wore cowboy boots and growing up through high school, that was kind of the thing to wear. And, uh, but you know, growing up and into high school, the cowboy boots we wore were not nice boots. They were just, you know, ranch type. Um, I would, I would say, uh, if pardon my French, but shit kickers. Yeah. And yeah, that's uh, exactly you know, what I was going to say. So. so yeah, right. So, Perfect. you know, it's something you could wear out to the ranch and not worry about messing them up, but, uh, move forward to college years for me, which was in the late nineties and early two thousands. Um, I started buying, uh, some Lou Casey boots, uh, which are generally known as some of the best off the shelf boots you can buy. And, um, I will, com- I will compliment a competitor there, but, um, <laughs> So I I asked for a pair for a birthday and then I asked for a pair for Christmas and then liked them so much. I, every year for a number of years, I would ask for a new pair of Lucases in different, you know, exotic leathers, ostrich, lizard um, and so forth, caiman, crocodile and an alligator and all the, all the rest. And uh, after I knew it not too long, I had about 10 pairs of Lucasie boots. And uh, then, you know, fast forward to getting out of college and, starting a job and finally making some of my own money, um, I started buying boots and I would, I would not buy anything but Lou Casey. It was just, just a habit, you know, and I, I, knowing them as some of the best boots off the shelf you can buy, that's just the only thing I wanted to wear. Um, so over the, you know, few years, early 2000s, 2010 and on, and next thing I know, I've got 50 pairs of boots. And um, I think my mom said one day, Thomas, um, you know, you ought to think about, making some money off cowboy boots instead of blowing all your money on cowboy boots. (laughs) (laughs) I think that kind of stuck in my head. So um, in early 2018, I got wind of a custom boot company called Olson Stelser Boots, um, which actually started here in Texas in 1900, um, got wind that it might be for sale out of small town, Texas called Wichita Falls, Texas. And, um, so uh, just conveniently and purely coincidentally, my mom is from Wichita Falls and, you know, my grandparents and great grandparents have been from Wichita Falls on my mom's side for 100 plus years. So I actually knew of the company and uh, drove up there to, to have dinner with my grandmother, but went by the, their, their storefront and I asked if the owner was there. He was. Uh, and I said, hey, I heard when that the company might be for sale. I'm interested. And he said, he said, well, I actually hadn't even talked to anybody about that. Not sure where you would have heard it, but, but I have been thinking to myself that maybe it's time he was an older gentleman. So maybe it was time to, to go ahead and sell. So we worked out a deal and and we closed, I raised money from a couple of friends of mine and uh, we closed on the acquisition uh, five years ago, right now, June of, of 2018. And so we had a custom boot business that had been around since 1900, was a famous boot brand. If you were in the boot business, you knew or you know who Olsen Stelzer is. And um, it took us maybe six months, probably not very long after we bought it, to realize that, okay, scaling a custom boot company where your cheapest boots are 1500 bucks is not going to be an easy task. Even though we did turn it around, it wasn't losing money, but it also wasn't making any money. So it was just kind of floating there around around zero, sure. <laughs> around break even. Yeah. And uh, so 
we turned it around in the first year and we started making money, but we also, like I said, already said, we realized that scaling it to, to turn it into anything quote unquote big is going to be really hard with that price point. Right. Um, now Olson Stelzer uh, is our custom brand, obviously. And all of those boots are made in El Paso, Texas. They will always be made in the U S. Um, and so knowing that, that it was going to be really tough to scale that business, we automatically, we said, okay, we need to get into the retail side of the business and, you know, a lesser expensive product mass produced, but still high quality. And um, so we thought, okay, we're not going to just start Thomas Gleason boots alongside a real old brand, a uh, famous brand like Olsen Stelzer. But at the same time, we also were not going to have Olsen Stelzer custom and Olsen Stelzer retail. We wanted a totally separate company, totally separate entity. So, uh, the custom high-end brand wouldn't be "quote unquote," um, you know. Tar- I don't want to say tarnished. That's not really the right word, but I, I, I'm guessing you figure what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we didn't want to devalue the high-end custom brand with a with a, 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 a less expensive retail brand. So we went out and we looked around, and I found that Dixon Boot Company, which is what we're talking about now. Um, uh, and I knew of Dixon. They're also from small. They were also Wichita Falls, Texas, believe it or not. Um, so there, there were a bunch in the late 1800s, there were a bunch of boot companies in the North Texas area. And so some of them that had, you know, survived and stayed around, uh, Dixon and Olson Stelzer both being uh, two of those. Dixon had actually gone out of business, though, um, a few years prior to us uh, buying the rights to the company, which we did. Um, I believe at the beginning of 2019. Um, so Dixon started in 1889 in Ardmore, Oklahoma, and then in 1945 moved uh, operations to Wichita Falls, Texas. So we said, okay, let's buy the rights and we'll make this our retail brand. Um, we started, you know, trying to raise some money to, uh, you know, build the company, uh, you know, build samples, uh, boot samples, and then, you know, design and go to full production. And our goal was to raise the money and, and then start the process in 2020, which COVID totally ripped that idea right out of our hands. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you couldn't, we couldn't manufacture anything really a lot of 2020. And uh, so we put that on hold. And then in 2021, when things starting to started to kind of, um, ease on the COVID side. Uh, I went out and raised the money for Dixon and we spent all of 2022 in the design sampling process, getting ready for full production. And then, uh, in mid December of 2022, so just six months ago ish, uh, we took delivery of our first 600 pairs of boots, uh, which includes 150 pairs of four different uh, four different styles, two men's, two women's. And uh, fast forward to now, we are designing and sampling uh, some more styles that will come out uh, this fall, September. That's awesome. And so that brings you to current day with uh, Olson Stelzer and Dixon. I can tell you some kind of cool facts about both companies. Both companies actually made uh, cowboy boots for a lot of similar famous people, uh, historical figures. And so if you take if you take both companies and talk about the famous people that they made boots for, you can go from President Truman, President Eisenhower, President Carter, President Trump, 
Uh, you can go from John Wayne to Hank Williams Sr. to Roy Rogers, Gene Autry, Patsy Cline, Dolly Parton, uh, Ernest Tubb. The list just goes on and on. Of... So, so, Thomas, a bunch of nobodies then. You're right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of what I figured. The, you know, the, king I, and queen, the king and queen of Norway in the 1950s. And we're currently making a pair of boots for a friend of mine. Um, her name is Lexi Bose Lyon. She is... Uh, cousins of Prince William and Prince Henry. Uh, she lives in London and, and New York. And uh, we're working on a pair of customs from Olsen Stelzer for her right now. So we're excited to have the British royal family as um, someone, uh, a member of the British royal family as someone who wears our boots. Damn. That's incredible. You know, I was, I was kind of looking up um, some info about you as a person, too. And, uh, Uh-oh. <laughs> you know, and, that, and that's, I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. That's not something I do very often. Um, <laughs> because I, I don't typically, you know, I don't care, you know, that I don't care, but like, um, no, I know, get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so like even you, you know, forget the, you know, the boot side of it. Like you've also done a bunch of cool things too. Yeah. I, 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 uh, you know, what's interesting is, since I bought Olsen Stelzer and then reviving Dixon now, the boot business itself has allowed me to do some really cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, especially in country music, because anytime I talk to someone who's in the country music world, I say, hey, I own two boot companies, custom and retail. I'd love to make boots for XYZ person, this person, this person. Boom. All of a sudden, I'm, you know, hanging out backstage at the Grand Ole Opry, like I was doing a few weeks ago. And uh, our boots got uh, a shout out on stage at the Grand Ole Opry from a band that we're making boots for right now. That's awesome. That's, that's the best way to do it. You know, it's, <laughs> it's been it's fun. About, it's been a lot of yeah. fun. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's really all about networking too, you know, regardless of, you know, you could have a wonderful product, which Dixon is, you know, but it's, it's all about who you know and who you can market to. I'll tell you a, a quick little little uh, statement that I tell people, and uh, I I claim to have coined this, and no one has ever uh, you know said that I didn't because they've never heard it before. So uh, if anyone wants to say that I didn't coin it, okay, that's fine. But I'm I've never heard anyone say that I didn't. So everyone knows the phrase, and you just touched on it, Jim, that um, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Yeah. So. I've actually taken that one step farther and I'll explain. I don't, I don't say it's not what you know, it's who you know. I say it's not what you know and it's also not who you know, it's who knows you. Right. So, um, and let me give you an example. Like, um, so I've met President Trump a number of times, but if you saw him and in Boston and said, hey, I'm friends with Thomas Gleason, he'd be like, uh, I'm not real sure who that is. Uh, but growing up in Dallas, I, I know President Bush really well. And, you know, if you walked up to him and said, hey, I'm friends with Thomas Gleason, he'd be like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry to hear that, you know, or something like. So <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not necessarily who, you know, it's they, they know they need to know you. Right. And so th there's a difference there, a little bit of a difference. But I, I, I claim to coin it. And uh, if, if anybody wants to argue with me on that, feel free. But <laughs> yeah, no, but it's true. You know, you're, I think you're absolutely right. You know, it's all about the people that know you, you know, because you can, you know, being in sales myself, like you can, you can kind of sell anything, especially if it's something people want, you know, absolutely. but it's, at the end of the day, it's all about the relationship building. You know, somebody, somebody's going to want cowboy boots, whether it's from 
you or from somebody else, you know, but if they like you, they're going to buy from you. That's just- I, you know, I couldn't agree with that statement more. I, I, that's, that just makes sense. I have a lot of friends that are customers of Dixon and, and Olson Stelzer both um, that probably would not have been if they weren't my friends. Right. 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 Exactly. You know, I know a lot of people that wouldn't listen to this show that do <laughs> for that, for that same exact reason. So my, a little, a little background on me, my, my primary business is actually oil and gas. Yeah. And uh, that's what I've been doing since college, since Wait the minute. early. Hold two- on. Sorry? Oil and gas in Texas. Yeah, and boots, right? <laughs> that's weird. That's that's th- those are weird combinations. And I and I do drink some whiskey on occasion too. So, <laughs> oh, we'll get into that. Don't you worry. We will get into that. Excellent. Well, yeah. So the oil business actually, almost everyone in the oil business wears cowboy boots. It's just, yeah. it's just kind of a thing, especially here in Texas. And uh, so that that was a natural progression for me. It, it started out as a passion project going into the boot business. And obviously, it's still a passion project for me. I pers- my personal collection is 118 pairs as of today, um, and uh, 119 probably in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> but um, it's uh, it's turned into something that's that's a real business, and uh, hopefully one day I can say I have two primary businesses: uh, oil and gas and cowboy boots. But uh, this has definitely gone from passion project to wow, I need to actually run this company all day, every day. So, Wow, that's awesome. That's great. Now, how can you bring me into the brute, the brute, wow, the boot making process a little bit? Because, you know, as a New Englander, you know, cowboy boots aren't on everybody's feet. Correct. Um, so how, when you're developing Dixon, how are you, how did you decide on designs and, you know, the material you're going to material. Wow. I can't speak. It's Friday afternoon. Um, material on the whiskey. Yeah. No kidding. Um, (laughs) materials, you know, that, that sort of thing. Like how, how did that whole process go for you? So, uh, we have a design consultant who, uh, has designed of the four styles that we have right now available on Dixon. Um, he has designed three, both of the men's and one of the women's. And uh, the fourth one, which is, um, if anyone ever goes to the website, DixonBoots.com, D-I-X-O-N, they are a a short black boot with yellow roses on it. We call it the Yellow Rose of Texas. Um, And we had a local local Dallas artist design those. Uh, But as far as, you know, the majority of our boots going forward, our design consultant who has been in the boot business for 50 years. He worked originally worked for Lucchese for um, in the early 70s and 80s, then started his own boot company for about 20 years. That got bought. And now he's a consultant for, um, I'm not going to say, but he's a consultant for a large, large boot company. And um, he also consults on the side, which is what, obviously we're small right now. So um, he consults on the side for smaller projects like this. And, you know, I just kind of told him, I said, hey, you know, as you know, we're a really old brand and I kind of want to come out of the gates, our first boots. I'd like to have kind of a kind of a nod to our past, but also with a, a modern twist. And so our first boots, men's and women's, definitely have a uh, Dixon and Olson Stelzer, both companies, what I would call their heyday, which hopefully both of those are going to heyday is still ahead of us. But 
the previous heyday would have been the 1940s, 50s, and 60s. And so we designed a boot, both men's and women's, to give a little nod to our past history and then also have a, a new look. Um, the one thing I would say, obviously, Olsen Stelzer is the highest quality uh, custom boots, you know, given we're, we start at 1500 and go up to well over 5000 for boots. Um, but Dixon is uh, something that we're dealing with right now in, in competition with other companies is there's a number of new boot companies or newer that are making extremely low quality cheap boots, but mm. they're selling a lot of them. And uh, we're having a hard time, uh, you know, really uh, teaching people that, hey, there is a difference. We're $500 a boot or a pair, excuse me, Dixon. And while they could go down to one of these other companies I'm referring to and get a similar looking boot for half that price. Right. Um, there's a bunch of companies doing that. So we're, we're really spending a lot of time and effort, you know, getting the word out that, hey, we're paying twice as much for our leathers. We're paying twice as much for our boot makers to, to make a much higher quality boot. And uh, so that's what we are. Yes, we are more expensive and we will, you know, happily, you can just look at our website, and look at our prices. Um, so we're not trying to compete in that cheapest to the, uh, you know, fastest to the bottom, cheapest price race. We don't want to have right. anything to do with that. Um, and especially we don't want to devalue our custom brand with a cheap product on the retail side. Right, right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, I've, I've got friends that are in the boot making or boot repair, excuse me, boot repair world. And their favorite uh, boot companies are these new cheapos because they keep having to come in and make repairs. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. Uh, can, can, uh, let's see. Uh, coincidentally, my grandfather on my mom's side wore Dixon. And I have his, he left me when he passed away in 2010. He left me his five pairs of Dixon. So that's just total coincidence that I now happen to own the company. <laughs> yeah. Now, with those pairs that you have and what you either have now or what you're developing, um, what are are they? Are there any similarities that you know really would stick out to people that would know, you know, what they looked like before? Uh, probably yes. First and foremost would be our toe. Yeah. Um, on our men's, uh, we have a like I said, we have two two. We have one style, two colors, brown and black. And uh, the toe is, is a, it's technically, it's called a one and a quarter inch box toe. Uh, but it's also kind of historically known as the John Wayne toe. Yeah. And so we wanted to go back to that era. Um, and so we made the toe look like that boot. And, and it's actually pre a pretty popular toe right now. Nice. Now, Hey, everyone, don't forget about our other partner, the DCU Center, dcucenter.com. Go there for all of their things that are coming. They have concerts. They have hockey. They have indoor football. They have everything you would want for entertainment right here in central Massachusetts. Whether you're local or not, come and check them out. DCU Center, 50 Foster Street in Worcester. Check them out. You won't be disappointed. With what you're developing... What kind of, how, what kind of, I know, I know you probably don't want to say too much about it right now, which I understand, but what, what can we expect? 
uh, be a little bit more specific if you don't mind. Um, like style wise, maybe design wise, are you going to get, you know, I, that's little... actually a really timely question. Okay. Uh, because I'm in the process of sampling uh, two new men's styles right now. And we are going to make two very mainstream, very classic styles. Uh, okay. What we came out with, uh, th- like with the John Wayne toe. Um, and obviously I'm speaking for men right now. Um, we came out with the John Wayne toe. That is not a stream on the streamline. That's not a mainstream boot. It's, it's edgy and it's not for everyone. And that may, you know, looking back, that may have been a mistake to come out with something that's not for everyone at at the beginning, (laughs) but it's what we did and what we're running with. And, and, uh, I should have these two new men's styles in September. One of them is going to be a Brown classic Western boot with a medium round toe. I mean, just something that nine out of 10 people would, would wear that wear cowboy boots. Um, and the second one is going to be a roper, which is a shorter heel with a wide square toe, which is what you see in any rodeo cowboy, any small town, any, anybody that wears boots in small town, Texas, wears a wide square toe. Okay. And so we're really, we're really jumping out of being an edgy new design like we did to selling to everyone that there's not really anyone who won't either wear a medium round or a wide square toe. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now I wanted to, I want to go back a little bit because you had mentioned it and I was going to, but what is the, you know, when you're a kid or whatever, growing up in, in Texas and you had your, you know, your shit kickers or whatnot, like, when it came to buying those types of boots compared to like what you're doing and maybe what other companies are doing, like how, you know, for people up here in the Northeast, is that like just going to, would it be like going to like the store and picking up a new pair of, you know, tennis shoes or whatever? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, it, it, it was even, even more so than that. Um, it, this is also a funny, just history story about my family. Uh, my mother, when I was my brother, I have one younger brother. When the two of us were growing up kids, you know, kindergarten through, let's say, high school, uh, my mother actually owned, with two of her girlfriends, owned a shoe, a children's shoe store here in Dallas. And it was called Footloose, which everybody loved that name. But um, so uh, my mom, and they had a manager, a store manager that was with them for the 12 or 13 years that the that Footloose was in business. And, you know, fast forward to a few years ago, um, she and I are friends on Facebook now, the old store manager. And, you know, we connect through social media. And she sent me a message. She said, Thomas, isn't it funny how your mom was in the shoe shoe business and now you are too. And I had never even thought about that. And I told my mom and my mom was like, Thomas, I had never even thought about it because most people don't consider boots shoes. Yeah. <laughs> even though, even though they are, <laughs> so, um, they're, yeah, they're a type of shoe and, uh, you know, not every shoe is a boot, but every boot's a shoe. So we, we had a good, a good laugh talking about that. And, and, uh, you know, I, I remember as a kid, I always had air Jordans a week or two before anyone else, because, uh, you know, the shoe store would get them before they would sell them. And that was always really cool to get the new air Jordans. But, uh, remembering back then getting a new pair of boots was like, Oh, okay. This is what I'm going to wear to the ranch. This is what I'm going to go ride horses in, you know? So 
that's obviously probably different in the Northeast because I don't know how many ranches up there, probably more farms. Yeah. um, You know, it's not something that everybody thinks about here in Texas. I mean, most of us either have a friend with a ranch or have family with a ranch or whatever. So um, cowboy boots is definitely a big deal. Yeah. Up here it's, it's farms. Um, You know, there is no four sixes up here for sure. sure. Oh yeah. Yellowstone. Um, (laughs) But there, you know, even, even the cowboy boot wearing um, clientele up here is, is now it's just, it's not for use, you know Um, it's, it's for just, Style to wear it just for style exactly. It's not right. It's not for any sort of function other than to say, "Hey, look at me! I have cowboy boots." You know. Yeah, for sure. No, I get that. And uh, you know, that's really what mine are. You know, the the pair. I only have one pair of boots, and it's just for that. You know, I. And well, I I think we can fix that. I think we can get you some new boots here in the near future. I would love some new boots. I I will. uh, I'll actually be uh, getting your size and width before we hang up, and I'll be sending you a pair. Wow. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Damn. Damn. Um, wow. I, I can retire these ones then. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> um, so when you, when you're doing, you know, these sorts of things and when you say custom boots, like how different can it get? How, you know, what kind of things are you able to do when you say custom, is it just like form fitting? Is it style? Is it design? It is all of the above. So yeah. it start. I'll tell you the process. So it starts with, uh, you know, someone reaching out to uh, me or one of the people that works for the company uh, saying they want to get custom boots. What's the process? Um, we have a couple of different uh, boot experts that do the fittings. Yeah. So uh, they would either come to our studio here in Dallas or we can go to them. Uh, we do a lot of visits at offices. We do a lot of visits at people's homes. Um, and we just, whatever's the most convenient for them. And um, we take one, two, three, four, five, six ish measurements from the toes all the way up to calf. And uh, that's what we do first. We get them fitted. It, only, it takes less than 10 minutes. It's not, not a very lengthy process. Uh, but what can be lengthy sometimes is what they want to design. Um, because when I say custom, I mean, they can design anything they can, almost anything they can dream up, we can do. Um, so, uh, the first thing that we like to start with is what kind of leather do you want to use? I mean, in the, on the custom side, we make boots that are kangaroo, calf, buffalo, uh, snake, rattlesnake, lizard, python. Um, I'm just going off the top of my head here. So I'm probably going to miss something. Stingray, shark um smooth ostrich full quill ostrich uh elephant uh caiman crocodile nile crocodile alligator american alligator and Amer- i went i, I kind of started with low price to high price there mm-hmm. um if you want uh if you want an alligator boot where the the alligator is just the feet of the boots that starts at 3500 damn if you want alligator that's the feet and the tops of the boots that starts at 5000 American alligator is by far our most expensive leather. Now, um, is that because it's hard to work with or because it's hard to get? Um, it's not real. It's definitely not hard to work with. Okay. Um, it's not 
I mean, we don't have trouble ordering it. If I needed a thousand pairs of boots made, it would probably be hard to order it. Right. But uh, we, when we order it, we usually have it in a couple of days and it's just what it is. American alligator is just known as the, you know, most expensive. Now it's not cheap for us to buy it. So it's definitely more expensive, a lot more expensive for us to buy than say calfskin. Sure. Uh, but yeah, it's just known as the most expensive uh, leather that we'll make boots out of. Okay. And any, anytime we make a pair of boots, we'll generally offer the customer a, a matching belt. Um, and so, you know, most of the time the customer, if they're going to spend, you know, 2000 plus on boots, they don't mind another few hundred bucks for a matching belt. So, right. Right. So, now, yeah. So the, the customer will pick the leather, then they'll pick maybe what color they want. Uh, depending on which leather they pick, there are like calfskin. There's tons of options of colors. Alligator. There's not as many. Um, there's just, you know, the, the, the tanneries that dye the leathers, mm-hmm. Uh, they're not gonna they're not gonna dye a bunch of alligator in pink because you know most nobody's gonna buy that. Uh, but so the the tanneries that 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 dye the alligators will make a brown, a black. They might they might make two brown, a light brown, a dark brown, a black. There's some a, another color called black cherry. Which think about in your head what a cordovan is. It's it's gonna be similar to that. Um, but yeah, so there's only a few gonna be a few colors of alligator. But uh, if you were to order calfskin um or kangaroo you can get tons of different colors damn then after that we pick a a toe shape a heel shape and size you pick how how tall you want your boots to be you pick uh what what your pull straps want you want them to look like i mean there's i, I could go on and name 50 other options but those are the major ones wow wow now with with the um excuse me with the type of leather that is you know, or the the type of fabric or, you know, however you want to call it, um, that's available. Now, are there, are there different, other than style, is there like a, a reasoning behind it? Like if you were to, I mean, I don't think you would wear your alligator boots out into the, out into the field to do, to do work, but is there a level of, um, how, what's the word I want? Um, function to the different leathers? Absolutely. Sure. I mean, um, I've got uh, actually one of my investors uh, is a big cowboy boot guy, just like me. uh, And he wears nothing but elephant. Elephant, as you can imagine, is a really durable, tough leather. Mm. And he works cattle on his ranch almost daily. And uh, he and he rides horses and all that stuff all the time, too. And he wants a boot. He wants it custom. Um, now, he does get a little bit of a discount being an investor. So <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but he's got three or four pairs of elephant boots that we've made him and he wears those on the ranch every day. So, wow. Um, but as far as like alligator, anytime we make a pair of alligator boots for a customer or, or client, actually, um, they are probably likely going to be wearing them with a suit or even a tux. Yeah. There's one thing I have learned through all of these episodes we have done, especially with our guests in the South, Nashville, Texas, anywhere in those parts. Here in New England, we are missing Southern fare and hospitality like you can't even imagine. But 
right now, fear not. We have the Porch Southern Fair and Juke Joint up in Medford, Massachusetts, just a little north of Boston. Um, if you're in the area or coming to visit the city, go check them out. They're at 175 Rivers Edge Drive. That's in Medford, Massachusetts. Again, check out their website, theporchsouthern.com. They have live music. They have the best food in New England. I'm going to just say it right now. The best food in New England for that southern hospitality, that southern fair. You won't want to miss it. Our friend Jonathan Post is the chef and owner of The Porch. Great dude. Glad to be working with them. Check them out again, theporchsouthern.com. Did I lose you? No, I'm here. Are you oh, there? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was just I was thinking about the, uh, the style. And, um, you know, when you make these boots for people, do you ever see them, wear them, and then never touch them again? Uh, you know, there's a few of those that I know of, um, like I'll give you an example of what I mean when I say we can do almost anything. Um, a, a close friend of mine here in Dallas, um, is a major, uh, Batman memorabilia collector. I think he's got close to, or maybe even more than 3000 different pieces of Batman memorabilia. And he never had any boots, Batman boots. And so we made him a black alligator boot. The, the feet were black alligators and the tops were kangaroo and black, but the front and center of the shaft, the shafts are the top parts of the boots, uh, the front and center of each one, the right and the left boot had um, a, a, basically a photo, but in leather um, of the, the two covers of his uh, two favorite Batman comic books. And um, I'll text you, Jim, later. I'll text you what I'm, what I'm talking about. It's going to be hard for you to picture it without seeing it. But um, we can use a laser machine to print on leather. And it comes out like, like a photograph, basically. And uh, so he's got his two favorite Batman comic books on the front of these alligator boots. Uh, I can promise you those are sitting in his office. He's not wearing those. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can only imagine what that <laughs> that cost for that kind of custom work. Yeah, well, that was that would have been a probably forty five hundred dollar pair of boots, um, but we gave him a discount on it. Uh, not a huge one, but just a a nice discount to kind of basically, hey, can we use these on our social media and all that stuff? Because they're just so unique. Yeah, that uh, that we wanted those to get made. Um, so another example would be, and, and if you're a Red Sox fan, forgive me, but my friend, my friend's family owns the Philadelphia Phillies. And That's okay. we can't all be right, Thomas. We can't all be right. <laughs> I hear you there. <laughs> so uh, I made the owner, I made uh, him a pair of uh, custom Phillies boots. And I, I gave them to him. This has been three or four years ago. And I shipped them to him. And, and you know, we didn't fit him because he was up in Philly. So he just said, oh, my dress shoes are a size 10 or whatever. Yeah. And so we made him a size 10. Well, um, I don't remember. I talked to him, I don't know, once every couple of months-ish. And it didn't come up in conversation until this year. The uh, Phillies happened to play the Rangers here in Dallas or in, here in Arlington um, the first three games of the season. So he was in for the first three games. So I went to the games with him. And I said, you didn't even bring your boots? I was like, you're in Texas. You need to wear your Phillies boots. And he said, Thomas, I can't even get them on my feet. 
And I said, well, I said, John, geez, why don't you, why didn't you tell me this three years ago? <laughs> so I had him ship them to my, back to my bootmaker and we stretched them for him. But what we did is we, we fitted him while he was here in Dallas. Yeah. And so we, we sent the measurements up to my bootmaker in El Paso and we had him stretch the boots to those size requirements. And then I, we shipped them back and he texted me, just got him back the other day, texted me, he goes, they fit perfectly like a glove. I said, well, yeah. That's the difference in guessing your size and actually having you fit it. <laughs> right. Now, so is that kind of a thing with boots where, you know, you see it all the time where, like, you you know, my dress shoe is this size, but my sneaker size is this size. Is that kind of the same thing with boots? It is. Okay. Yes. Uh, my I run a lot. My running shoes are size 11 um, in a uh, Asics uh, running shoe. And my boots... I actually, my fitted measurement is about a 10, but I actually buy and wear boots. Even my custom ones, I just have my bootmaker make a 10 and a half. I don't go by my, my fitted size because it's a little too snug on me. Right. That's just, that's just personal preference. Sure. And, and so I, I just have him make me a 10 and a half D and it's a little loose, not a lot, but that's just the way I wear them. So. All right. Yes. It's very common for sh- tennis shoes slash dress shoes slash boots to be three different sizes. <laughs> okay. No, now is it, you know, cause I know there's, I've had shoes where if I have a pair of Nikes or, you know, they're one size. And then if I have a pair of Adidas, they're like a half size, either bigger or smaller. Is that, is that kind of how boots are too? Or is it? Yes. You know, I mean, it's a ten, we, it's a ten. We, are, we are, we like to say we're pretty close to a, a Lucchese. Okay, um, and that's obviously who we want to be, uh, you know, compared to. Um, I, you know, ultimately, I don't want to be compared to anyone but us. Right. But, you know, relaunching Dixon and, and just trying to get our name back out there. If anyone asks, we say we compete in price and quality with Lucchese. Okay. Uh, and you know, rem- if you remember from the beginning of our conversation, that was the boot that I wore nothing but until right. I bought my boot companies. <laughs> And uh, I've got 45 pairs of Luke Casey's just collecting dust in my, in my boot collection right now. So uh, the only, cause the only thing I wear now is either Dixon or Olsen Stelzer. So. Well, yeah, I mean, I would hope so. <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> so with, um, with the boots and everything that you're doing, you know, you mentioned earlier on about, um, you know, country music and how it's, it's kind of t- tied in and I'd like to tie it in here too a little bit. Um, so for the things you've done in that realm, you know, and the people you've talked to in that realm that you can, that you can talk about, what are, what are those, um, situations been like for you? Uh, great question. Uh, I have a good example here. Um, and before I use the example, I need to be clear that, that there, there's not a boot. We don't have a boot deal with this band, but it's just one of my favorite bands. Yep. And, uh, they're called Midland and they, uh, they, they play kind of what I country music that I like is like seventies, eighties, nineties. Yeah. And I feel like since then country music's kind of been just pop rock or even worse. Yeah. (laughs) And Midland Midlands is about six or seven years old, the band. Uh, So they are obviously since the year 2000, but uh, they, they're a band that seems to have kind of a throwback sound to, to like a seventies, eighties, nineties country music type of sound. And so that's what initially made me really fall for their music. And literally one of my favorite bands to this day. And what I did was I've got a buddy who's a Hollywood agent 
uh, does a lot of stuff for actors and, and he works for one of the big, large agencies. So if I ever wanted to find out how to get in touch with someone, you know, who's an actor or a musician or, you know, basically anyone famous who needs an agent, um, I'll just reach out to him and say, hey, who's who's the point of contact for this? And he, I said, hey, who's the point of contact for Midland, the band? And he said, um, he said, OK, here's the here's the manager's name uh, and phone number. You need to call him. So I literally cold called the manager, who's now a good buddy of mine. And I just said, hey, does Midland have a cowboy boot deal? I own two cowboy boot businesses. I'd like to talk to you about that if they don't. And he said, no, they don't have a boot deal, but a bunch of companies are, are you know, trying to get a boot deal with them. And uh, he said, he said, hey, I'm actually going to be in Dallas for some meetings next week. You want to grab dinner and talk about it? So, yeah, I met him the next week in Dallas, their manager. And uh, this is their business manager, not their tour manager. Yeah. Um, and um, we hit it off. Similar personalities. He's not even a cowboy boot wearer and he's not even a country music listener. Uh, <laughs> he just... He, he, he just, you know, pitched the band with his business and he won their business. And um, he's an incredible, incredible guy, manages a ton of ton of artists uh, in the music uh, world now, uh, you know, across every music genre. Yeah. Um, but um, he was like, OK, uh, the next time Midland's going to be in Dallas is, is X, Y, Z date. Um, I'll, I'll introduce you to the band. I'll, I'll get you backstage for the concert, blah, blah, blah. You need to meet the tour manager. And uh, this was pre-COVID, and then COVID happened, of course, and I've probably been to 20 Midland concerts since then, uh, Texas, Arizona, Georgia, uh, where else have I been? Obviously, multiple, sit multiple cities throughout Texas, uh, but anytime they're nearby or anytime I'm traveling anywhere near they're going to be playing, I'll, I'll go. That's and, awesome. Uh, the band members are great guys, and they're all really friendly, and and we're still we're still talking about a potential boot deal. It has not happened yet. I just want to make that clear that I'm not on here saying that we have some boot deal when we don't. Um, well, but, you got to uh, put it out there in the in the in the stratosphere. You know, let <laughs> right. you know, good, yeah, good, good thoughts. Positive right? energy. Good thoughts. Um, but uh, what they wanted to do is they wanted to watch Dixon relaunch, and you know they're a successful band, and they don't want to you know partner up with a, a brand new boot company that may not end up making it. You know, right. obviously, I don't have those thoughts about not making it. That, to me, that's not an option. But right. uh, for them, for a, from a business perspective, they have to say, okay, we're not going to just partner up with a boot company that might go out of business. So um, we're working on, you know, building Dixon up to the point where it would make sense for them to come in for a boot deal. And, and we're, we're talking to a number of other groups as well. But, you know, that's the group that I became good friends with and that I, I go listen to their concerts a lot. So... That's awesome. Yeah, I've actually gotten, I've really gotten into the uh, the Texas dirt road scene over the last year or so for for country music, and that's, you know, it's more my cup of tea, as well. You know, the Nashville sound is fine for what it is, but um, what you guys got going on coming out of Texas is absolutely. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, I, I, here here in Texas we call it red dirt, uh, red dirt country, and I love it. Yeah, that's that's more definitely more my style than the Nashville style. But uh, I appreciate, you know, uh, music of all types for the talent, you know, but sure for me, you know, 70s, 80s, 90s country or, or something that sounds like that is, is what I listen to. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, if you one more thing I want to touch on before 
I, uh, I, I let you go if that's all right. Yeah. Um, is the, uh, the whiskey part of this. Yeah. Now I, I have been fortunate enough to, I've talked to distilleries out of Texas and been sent samples and, and all that. And I gotta say, it's what you guys have coming out of Texas is great. Now, do you have, do you have a favorite? either out of Texas or not out of Texas, whether it's whiskey, bourbon, rye, do you have a go-to? So I'm looking at my bar. I'm actually taking this call from home today. It's Friday afternoon. I'm at home. So I'm Good looking right now. I'm looking at the bar in my, my house. I've got a, I've got a Woodford reserve double Oak, um, which was actually a gift from my marketing director. Um, I have one here that may or may not surprise you called J.R. Ewing. Um, <laughs> that's, that, that's it's awesome. empty. It's empty. It's been empty for years, but I kept the bottle because I don't think you can buy it anymore. And this this will probably not shock you when I tell you this, Jim. But this past October was the 28th year in a row I've dressed for Halloween as J.R. Ewing. What? No and, way. Uh, <laughs> I have a lot of friends that look at me and say, Thomas, that's, that's not a costume. That's what you wear every day. (laughs) (laughs) But it it is a little bit of a costume because I definitely do not wear a suit and tie every day. I'm more of a boots and jeans guy for, uh, to the, to the office. But, um, so yeah, J.R. Ewing's costume every October for me is a, a, a really nice cowboy hat, obviously a nice suit, nice tie, nice shirt and, uh, and badass cowboy boots. Um, so that's, that's what I do every Halloween. And I told my parents, I said, okay, after I hit 30 years in a row, I'm going to find a new, new character to go as. <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah, maybe that, it'll be John Dutton from Yellowstone. Yeah, I was just going to say <laughs> at that point, you could just switch over to Dutton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, we, um, the very first bottle of, um, whiskey I was ever sent was from a distillery in Texas. Um, and it was from Firestone in Robertson. Um, they do TX whiskey. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, you know, we can't get it up here. Um, and at the time, the marketing girl was actually from the Cape. And she was like, oh, she's like, I'm going to send you a bottle. And I don't think she was supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> and because um, I tried to reach out to her, you know, thank you. And um, her bottle works here. And I was like, oh, Whoops. okay. <laughs> Oops. Uh, but yeah, that's that's one of my favorites that it's that's been coming out of texas but um yeah i've got a bottle of weller here which i enjoy yeah. um and you know i have just i ha- literally have a bottle of jack daniels that i'll use for you know if somebody just wants like a, a whiskey and coke or something yeah. I, I don't usually i don't usually mix them uh, yeah. but i keep i keep stuff here for me and for guests so yeah yeah you know i i'd be remiss though if i didn't mention 10th mountain uh bourbon and rye they uh they've been super sweet to us as well and their stuff is really good they're out of colorado but um it's if you ever one of my one of my best friends and who's also the investor i mentioned uh with who wears the elephant boots all the time um he is a bullet rye drinker and doesn't drink anything else yep and so whenever i'm with him that i'll end up drinking that so yeah i like you know it's funny i was I was a bullet rye guy, you know, pretty through and through. And then I, this 10th mountain rye that I was just talking about, it's kind of surpassed it. It's, you know, it's got a lot of flavor. It's really smooth. It's, you know, it's, it's the real deal. I like it. 
that's not Love it. that's not just a pitch because they they sent me stuff and help me out <laughs> well yeah. hey if, if you're talking on other other dallas jackson here with tipsy music artists are you tired of getting five dollars by freebird how are you getting fans to engage with your own music venmo and linktree are just temporary solutions until now tipsy music is the one-stop shop for live music to make your life easier and monetize your set list tipsy takes venmo apple pay google pay and even credit cards all through your unique tipsy qr code Best part is no app to download, so fans can pay you quickly and get back to getting tipsy while watching you do what you do best. Sign up for free today at tipsymusic.com. That's T-I-P-S-E-E music.com at Tipsy Music on all socials. Long live live music. Hey, Jim. Hey. The wind must have blown out here because I'm, I live in the middle of the woods, so every now and again, if you know the wind or the sun goes behind a cloud, it, forget about it. Would you? Will you be able to like uh, put these two recordings oh, together? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. Sorry, about that. I don't know if that was my end or yours, but uh, who knows? Who knows? It's it's easy to blend and make it sound like nothing even happened. Okay, perfect. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, you know the the rye and all that is is just great. It's great. I agree. I uh, agree. But yeah, so you know, going forward, what it the horizon with either company or or you know things that you're looking forward to for the rest of the year or you know even into next year with dixon uh well actually uh, let me comment on olson stelser real quick um so something that that has happened that i wasn't really expecting uh, a pleasant surprise um over the past year let's say uh in spending a bunch of marketing dollars on dixon um you know, trying to get Dixon name out there, brand recognized and all that, spending a bunch of money on social media, website, all that stuff. We've seen a noticeable increase in our custom business, Olson Stelzer. And there's no other explanation for it other than the marketing dollars we've been spending to promote Dixon. Um, I guess people are, you know, seeing Dixon and then they realize we also own a custom business and maybe they don't want a pair of retail boots. Maybe they want a pair of customs. So uh, we've seen a, a, a just a noticeable increase in business on the custom side, uh, which obviously we're thrilled about and weren't really expecting that to happen. Um, obviously, the companies complement each other. They're both boot companies. One's custom and one's retail. But we just didn't expect that money spent on Dixon to a, affect Elson Stelzer as much as it has. Um, so uh, but looking forward a week from today, which is Friday, June 16th, we have a a corporate event for Olson Stelzer. Um, a company here in Dallas is celebrating their 10th anniversary. And um, the owner of the company for the 10th anniversary is, is paying for all 45 employees to get custom boots from us. And so next Friday, we'll have, I'll have three boot experts making the fittings. Each person will fit about 15 people. And uh, we'll get started on 45 pairs of boots. So this is it's over a hundred thousand dollar order just on one day. So we're really wow. excited about that. And, uh, and we're going to start actually promoting, Hey, we can do corporate events for you, you know? So yeah, obviously that's a big, a big day for us. Now, while, while when you said that, it made me think about how the process from, from measurement to boots in hand, how long does that take? It takes about eight weeks. 
Okay. Um, and that's actually one of our strong selling points for Olsen Stelzer. Um, there's plenty of custom bootmakers. Um, most of them will probably likely be made in El Paso. That's kind of the boot capital of, of the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the top custom bootmakers have all worked for all the different companies. So um, basically, when you talk about when one custom bootmaker says, well, my quality is better than this custom bootmaker, you know, it's, it's marginal because that, that boot, their master bootmakers probably worked for three other companies just like ours has. Right. Um, so if somebody's telling you their, their quality of custom boots is so much better, eh, probably not. Um, <laughs> it's, it's probably all close in quality. And a lot, a lot of us are pretty close, pretty competitive in pricing too. Um, where our competitive advantage is, is in our time frame of turnaround. Um, eight weeks, two months might seem like a long time to somebody uh, when ordering, uh, you know, a piece of clothing, but if you call any of our competitors, the least you're going to get is six months. Wow. Um, one of our biggest competitors that's in Fort Worth, which is for those of you listening that don't know, Dallas and Fort Worth are two cities right next to each other. And um, one of our biggest competitors in Fort Worth is 18 months. <laughs> now, they have a brand name that's more recognizable than we are. But, I mean, I can't imagine wanting to wait 18 months for anything. So, right. Uh, we, we take pride in that we can get your boots turned around in about eight weeks, two months. Wow. That's incredible. That's, I mean, hell, if, if I, if I was going for custom boots, I'd, I'd, I'd pick you just on that alone. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. that's awesome. Well, Thomas, I can't honestly thank you enough for taking the time on a, on a Friday afternoon to, you know, take take a little time and talk to me about the business and everything you're doing and being the first, you know, boot and maybe the only boot person to ever, ever come on the show and, and tell us all about the boot industry. I think I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, Jim. I'd, I'd like to if I if we have a second, I'd like to tell you one last thing. Sure. Absolutely. Um, you have all the seconds de- you want. Definitely not the least uh, important. Definitely probably the most important thing we'll talk about is um, a foundation that we have. Uh, it's called Boots for Warriors. And Olsen Stelzer makes custom cowboy boots for wounded warriors with leg and prosthetic, um, leg issues, foot issues, prosthetics uh, from being wounded uh, overseas. And um, so we've probably made 200, 250 pairs of boots for these guys. And um, they, uh, most of them could n- probably never wear cowboy boots ever again if but for not us getting the custom boots we usually put zippers on the sides of them uh that way they can unzip them slide their prosthetic leg in there, foot in there and then zip up and uh most of them we we tell them to design whatever they want and we make whatever they want we raise money so that they don't have to pay a penny for it uh lots of them put a purple heart on there lots of tons of them put an american flag um a lot of them will put whatever uh, service they were in, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, they'll put those emblems on there. We have a customer uh, who we gave a, a pair to through the Boots for Warriors Foundation, uh, who is a Medal of Honor recipient who lives here in Dallas. And we gave him a pair through the foundation. And since then, he's ordered four more on his own dime. And they all have the Medal of Honor on the front of the boots. So they're really cool. And it's really a really neat deal. We have one to two fundraisers a year where we, um, you know, invite all of the recipients. A lot of them can't come because some of them are in other states. 
but um, we invite all the recipients to come receive their boots and we give them away at a big event. That's really cool. Wow. That's, an, that's awesome. Now, is, is there a way for people to um, donate to that? Is there a website or, or Absolutely. whatever? Yeah, yes. The website is bootsforwarriors.org. It's a, it's a 100% IRS accepted 501c3. So it's tax dedu- completely tax deductible and, um, our address for the foundation is on the website. If anybody wanted to mail a check or they can donate through the website too. That's awesome. I think that's an awesome thing that you've, you've developed there. Now, was, is there a story behind that? Why that was, um, brought yes, into there brought is. To fruition? <laughs> there is. We have a, uh, when I bought the company, only one person with Olson Stelzer came with the company. Uh, everyone else left. And um, it wasn't a big company anyway. A few, a few of the other people left that, that didn't want to stay with the company. But uh, the one person that came with us is, he's now 80. So he would have been 75 then. His parents were both sales managers for Olson Stelzer in the 1930s and 40s. And so he has literally been with Olson Stelzer his whole life, grown up in the boot business. And prior to us buying the company, he was doing this. He was making boots for wounded warriors. But anytime someone bought a, a, a pair of Olsen Stelzers at regular price, he would just say, hey, um, we're going to donate $100 of this towards making a pair of custom boots for wounded warriors. And they were doing it through company funds, which when we bought the company, we said, oh, no, no, we've got to separate this from the company. This needs to be a foundation so we can raise more money. Uh, so we just started Boots for Warriors in 2018, uh, right after we bought the company and, and just made it an official foundation. Wow, that's incredible. Uh, the, the 80-year-old gentleman who uh, has been with Olsen Seltzer forever, he, he was a Marine, or once a Marine, always a Marine. He, was, he yeah, is yeah. a retired Marine, <laughs> yeah. and uh, he, was in, he served in Vietnam. So uh, he, you know, it's, it's close to his heart to be able to help these uh, veterans. Wow, that's that's incredible. You know, it's funny you say that about the Marines because my grandfather um, was a Marine, and you know, even the, the up until the day he died, you know, every little nuance that he was all about was everything he had learned from the Marine Corps. You know, and he went in, you know, he fought World War II, and um, you know, only ate with his right hand or you know whichever hand it was. I can't remember now, but you know, it was very regimented. It was very. You know, he was that, um, you know, his, his cowboy hat, because uh, I have it in my office. And, um, you know, he was, a, he was a hat and tucked in shirt kind of guy and dressed jeans and a belt and, you know, boots every day. He was, he was, a, he was one hell of a guy. So That's a generation that's, yeah. you know, really similar. You just, you just sounded like you were describing my grandfather. So, <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, you know, you know, there's a, we could go on a whole episode about him, but, <laughs> but, um, right. you know, it, it, that generation was just, just, you know, they don't build them like that anymore. Yep, I agree and, with that. It's, I agree. Uh, it's, 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 an, it's incredible what, you know, it took my grandmother passing away for him to even talk about anything he had, witnessed um so you know it's 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 just quite quite common yep yeah and you know he 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 went in he came out you know if he i'm if you don't mind me just telling the story for a minute oh please um 
you know, he went in with some of his best friends and he was the only one to come home. Oh. So, you know, I, I can remember, you know, days before he, before he died, he was, you know, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know, spiritually or religiously or whatever, however you want to look at it. You know, obviously I've never died before or come close to it. Um, but, you know, he would say things like, you know, I'm ready to, I'm ready to go see my friends. I'm ready to go see my wife, you know, and, and things like this. And like, would talk about it like they were in the room with him, you know, it was yeah pretty, pretty remarkable, you know, and, um, you know, it was just, he's one of those people that, you know, now as a, you know, getting into my older mid thirties, I suppose, um, you know, he's been gone now seven years, seven, eight years. And, um, I just, you know, there's always times, right. With your, with people that have gone that you just wish you could take a few minutes with. And he's definitely one of them. I, I hear that. I, I feel a lot the same about my grandfather. Yeah. Sure. So, yeah. So I, I think that's great. The, you know, the boots for warriors thing is, is absolutely great. And anybody that can, um, you know, donate or anything like that, you know, please do. Cause I mean, $5, that, $50, $5,000, it doesn't matter the amount they will go to. And one, one thing I'll say about that before we finish up is, is we have zero overhead with the exception of a little website upkeep and some annual accounting fees. Um, everyone that works uh, on anything for boots for warriors does it voluntarily. Yeah. Our, our executive director doesn't take a salary. He, and he's actually a recipient of ours. Um, so he's a great, great person to be out there preaching about boots for warriors because he is one of them. And, uh, yeah, so basically almost, almost every single dollar that gets donated to boots for warriors goes directly into making cowboy boots. That's awesome. That's so great. Wow. You know, if if, to me, you know, to me, our, our, our men and women and all that, you know, and our first responders, they don't, they don't get the love and support they always deserve. So to, to um could not know, agree more you know to have somebody like you and you know i i consider you a friend now you know to be doing something like this is just it's remarkable and you know i i tip my hat to you and your company and your your endeavors for for giving back like that that's that's absolutely incredible thank you thank you we we uh we love doing it and, and these guys when we give them their boots at the annual events that you you wouldn't believe it they i mean some of them are tears and you know, I never thought I'd be able to wear a cowboy boot again, you know, so it's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. But yeah, if anyone wants to go, just check us out. If you want to just look at us, uh, bootsforwarriors.org. And all those boots are made by my custom business, Olsen Stelzer, which is O-L-S-E-N-S-T-E-L-Z-E-R. And it's olsenstelzerboots.com, as well as Dixon, D-I-X-O-N, dixonboots.com. Awesome. Yeah. If you're, if you're looking for boots, you know, I'm kind of scrolling on it right now while I'm sitting at my desk talking to you and you know, some of the pictures you have on here, are, they're, they're badass. They are badass boots. Yeah. They're really cool. And, and that those designs are all designed by the warrior. That's awesome. It's great. So yeah, check it out. You know, if you're listening to this, you know, check it out for sure. If you know a, you know, a wounded vet that could use a pair, you know, send them, send them this way. Cause it's, it's incredible. Absolutely. Well, Thomas, thank you so much again for your time. I really, really appreciate it. I look forward to talking to you further here in the future and um, I'm sure we'll be in touch very soon. Yeah. When we hang up, if you don't mind, just text me your boot size and width 
Yeah, I will. And text me a text me an address to ship them, and I'll get them out uh, first the next week. Sweet man, thank you so much. And text me if you like brown or black. So <laughs> all right, sounds good. <laughs> all right, yeah, thanks. All right, a lot. Thomas, have a great weekend. Thank you so much. You do the same. Bye bye. Of course, we can't forget our friends at the Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company out of Canada. That's drsupplyco.com. They have great stuff. All of the hats I pretty much wear, all the camo hats you see me wear either on TikTok or in pictures or whatnot, all come from the Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company. A big thank you to those guys out there. drsupplyco.com. Check them out. Canadian company. Great stuff. Check them out. Well, there you have it, everyone. Thank you again so much, Thomas, for coming on the show um, and for, you know, for the, the pair of Dixons. Um, so I promised you at the beginning I was going to give you my two cents about it. Um, as you heard in the conversation, I had a pair of Ariats, and I, I not had, they didn't go anywhere. Um, I still have them. And... Um, Thomas was so lovely to send me a a pair of Dixons, and I have to say this. First of all, I've had them now for a few weeks, and they still have that new boot smell, which is absolutely fantastic. You know, that, that leather, that, you know, it's it just awesome. It's a great smell. Um, so... <laughs> so this is kind of funny. So I think they're super comfortable, right? They fit perfectly there's no you know like oh my god i can't get my foot in this um feeling however i did have that feeling when i took them off that night because when i wore them i was hot and forget long story short um took me a minute (laughs) to take them off but um yeah super comfortable i was a little surprised on the heel um not in a bad not bad this isn't a bad thing this is just a, a surprise um on how tall i had gotten um, my wife loved it because, you know, I'm five, seven on a good day, or at least that's what I tell people. So, you know, to get a few, few extra inches in the feet area, um, was nice, was nice. So super comfortable. They look absolutely fantastic. We did post a video about it on our Instagram and our TikTok. So go check that out. Um, absolutely fantastic pair of boots. Um, I, I can't wait to see what the, their new line in the fall is going to be and all that because whew, these ones are sharp. I can only imagine what's next. Um, so yeah. So thank you, Thomas, for that. Honestly, 10 out of 10 would recommend. And I'm not just saying that because he's on here. Cause I'm going to tell you right now, my Ariats as, as much as I've liked them, um, they're not the most comfortable pair of boots I have. They're just not. Um, so I would take my Dixons first, then my Ariats. And what's nice is my Dixons are black and my Ariats are brown. So now I have a pair that goes to, you know, depending on what I'm wearing, right? A little, be a little stylish instead of just brown boots all the time. So, so yeah, go check it out. Um, the lady boots look awesome as well. Um, I'm a little kind of jealous. I would, you know, this, the lady boots have like, you know, they don't have the big, you know, the, the, I, I'm awful with the terminology, but you know, the sides that go up your leg, awful, right? Thomas is probably going to text me and be like, what the hell? Uh, so they have like the, uh, the low, the low cut, like almost look like shoes, um, in a boot. Those look, those look badass. Those are pretty cool. Um, so yeah, anyway, I, now I sound like a moron, but that's okay. 
Um, not a boot guy. Not not a boot person. I'm not, you know, like I said at the beginning, I don't have a knowledge of boots until, you know, Thomas was on the show. And it was awesome. So, yeah, like I said, next week we will be back. Tuesday's episode right now is with Matthew Davidson. He is the guitar player for Travis Denning. We got to sit down with him when they were here back in June. Um, that was a fun episode. Real funny on that one. Um, and, yeah, that's really – that's it. That's all we got. Um, like I said, next week we have Luke Combs at Gillette. Friday for sure. Working on some things possibly – I am Saturday for sure. Working on some things for friday so stay tuned for all that um again like subscribe follow all that stuff on all of our social medias we greatly appreciate it It helps us out immensely like i said um so yeah thank you for tuning in and until next time guys we hope you enjoy your upcoming weekend and until next time remember always 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 here at the boots and whiskey podcast it's all about real people real stories real country Cheers, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great day.